Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Mm. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, those who are standing. Hallelujah. And um, uh, from there, I want to go to Matthew chapter 26. And as we've been talking about grace this month, I'm going to go ahead and, and read first. And you guys can hear me okay, though, right? It's just, all right. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 26, and I'm going to be looking at verses um, 45 through 56. Matthew chapter 26, verses 45 through 56. I hear a couple of pages reading are going. That's still good. That's good. And we're turning our pages to get there together. Hmm. Hallelujah. Matthew, first book in the New Testament, beginning in verse number 45. Amen. 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 We're reading. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and, and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? They have come and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Verse 51. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew a sword, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you not think, or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Let's just stop right there for right now. I know there's a couple of other verses. So, um... Judas came to him and he had given them a sign and said, the one who I kiss, this is the one, I want you to grab hold of him. And I want to use that as a primary verse for leaping into a message entitled, Graciously Take the Kiss, or Graciously Accept the Kiss. Let's pray. Father, we praise your name this evening. We thank you for everything working out according to your plan, Father. Nothing is a surprise to you tonight. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your presence here, Lord God. And, Father, I pray that you'd cause me to decrease and totally get out of the way, Lord God, and that you'd be the teacher and the preacher tonight, your Holy Spirit, Father. I thank you for anointing the ears of the hearer to hear what you're saying to them individually and to the church at large, Father. And so, Lord, we thank you that your word is alive and powerful, Lord, and sharper than a, a two-edged sword, Father. And that it's not going to return to you vain, void, or empty, but going to accomplish the very thing for what you sent it to do. So we thank you tonight and give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So look, we've been talking about grace all month. We've been talking about grace, and mostly we've been talking about how the grace is just going to be abounding towards us and grace for us and grace about us. And yes, we're going to have a bunch of grace. That's true. But tonight I want to use the other perspective about us, how we should be gracious towards others. We ought to extend grace to others, even the ones that we feel don't deserve it. Uh, who was the guy who wrote the book uh, Purpose Driven Life? Uh, Warren, Rick Warren, right? The big church in Chicago or somewhere. And, uh, and, and he called the people who needed extra grace, he called them EGR Christians, extra grace required. And you should know some EGR Christians in your life. You should have some EGR people that you work with. And if you don't, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one who needs the extra grace for people to, to, to hang around you and to be with you. But I pray that we'll, we'll flip that tonight and that you'll be the one who's going to be more gracious, more loving, and more forgiving than you have been in the past. That we all, that's the prayer, my prayer for all of us. And so here in the garden, Judas came out, the betrayer, and had said he's going to give them a sign. The one that I kiss, he's the one. And Jesus had to let him up close and personal into a space in order to be able to, to receive a kiss, to accept a kiss from his betrayer. But this is not the relationship that they've always had. And so I want to back it up just a little bit to the same chapter, Matthew chapter 26, and see where this all began and see how it began. Okay, so I just want to take you here, let the Bible tell the story, and then let's see how we can apply it to our lives. And so let's go all the way back, not all the way back, let's go back to Matthew chapter 26, that's the chapter that we're in, and I want to look at verses 14 through 16. Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. It says, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me? If I deliver him to you, he's talking about Jesus, and they counted, and they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. So here was, here was Judas, one of the 12, one of the close-knit ones, going out and being trained and taught by Jesus, doing all the things that all of the other disciples did. And then all of a sudden, he's saying to the priests, and the people in authority, what will you give me? If I betray him, if I turn him over to you, what will you give me? And they counted out 30 pieces of silver. And then from that time forward, while he's hanging out with Jesus, still doing ministry, still healing the sick people, still raising the dead. He's looking for an opportunity for a chance to betray Jesus. His teacher the one who, 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 who rescued him from the life that he was living of, of, of no purpose, really. But now he's looking for an opportunity to betray him. Let's jump to verse 20. Verse 20. Amen. And so they had... Um, gone to the city, they're going to celebrate the Passover, 
in, in verse 20, we pick it up there. When evening had come, he sat down with the 12, including Judas, right? Now, as they were eating, he said, assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And everybody was like, <gasps> what? One of us is going to betray you? And it says they were exceedingly sorrow, sorrowful. And each one of them began to ask him, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Lord, is it me? Am I the one who's going to betray you? Is it I? That was Captain Spock, sort of. <laughs> they were all asking him, is it I? Am I the one? 23. He answered and said, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe for that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born, if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, you have said it. So here Judas knowing that he had already plotted for 30 pieces of silver and had been looking for opportunities to betray Jesus, all of a sudden he's fronting like everybody else. Well, not that the others are fronting, but he's fronting. Is it me? Everybody else said it, so he's going to just say it too. Is it I? Is it I? And Jesus says, yes, you have said it. You're the one. Sometimes not everybody who's with you is for you. No matter how well you treated them, how good you were them, to them and to their children and to their friends' friends, they're fronting, hanging out with you, seeing the mighty miracles, the signs and the wonders happening, even being used themselves to do such things, because they all did that. When he sent them out, they did great things. Came back all excited. Woo! Everybody's uh, subject to your name, Lord. Don't be excited about that. Be excited that your name is written down in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. So here he was. He had given the silver, waiting for opportunity. Is it I? Is it me? Walking with Jesus. Ooh. But not really for him. Because he's looking for a way to betray him. Sometimes we're going to encounter some people who are hanging out with us, but they're not truly for us. For whatever reason, jealousy, envy. You got the husband or the wife that they wanted. You got the house or the car that, that they wanted. And they, don't say that really, no. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're looking for opportunities to betray you to go one up above you I want us to be certain in whom we stand in who resides in us let's go back to our, 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 our primary passage Verses 45 through 56. I'll try not to read them all. I'll try to jump a little bit because you guys are going to be surprised by what Brother Harold does tonight. Meaning get you out early. 
Come on, in Jesus' name. <laughs> okay, 45 through 56. And I want to just hit it where... Um, Where Judas is coming to him. Now, now, see, now I'm going to stretch it already. Okay, so Judas, and maybe I'm over in, 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 in John, but Judas knew the spot, right? Where they would go, because oftentimes he'd go with his disciples to meet there in the garden and to pray. And so your betrayer, your enemy, your frenemy, he knows the places you like to go, your habits, where you go to hang out. And so he knew exactly where to lead the soldiers. And so he went to, he went, and, and Judas also knew the spot. He took his disciples and said, hey, you guys wait here. And then he took his inner, center, uh, inner circle, his boys, Peter, James, and John, and they went on a little bit further. And then he left them and he went a little further by himself. Somebody needs to go a little further in Jesus tonight. Somebody needs to go a little bit deeper in Jesus tonight. Some folks you might have to leave behind just a little bit for a moment so that you can go closer and deeper into Jesus. And Jesus got alone by himself. And he was praying to the Father. He's like, Lord, is it possible that this cup can pass from me? Pleading, begging. Nevertheless, if that's not the way, I'll do it. And he went back to checking his boys, the inner circle, and they're sleeping. He's like, couldn't you stay awake with me? Come on, wake up. And he leaves and goes back again and prays the same thing. Goes back in a little while. The same three, Peter, James, and John, they're sleeping again. He goes back a third time and he prays the same thing. Lord, if it's possible, take this cup, remove this cup from me. Another passage talks about he, 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 he prayed so hard that his sweat became like drops of blood. Because he was very, very sorrowful, even to the point of death. Sometimes you have to go it alone. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's hard and it's challenging. And you have to go it alone. And only the Father can help you. Nevertheless, even if you slay me, Lord, I'm still going to trust you. Because I'm willing to die for you, Lord. I'm willing to die for you. And so finally he wakes him up and he says, hey, let's get going. Because our betrayer is at hand. Verse 47. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayers had given them, he had given his betrayers a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, sees him. How much grace had to be living and residing within Jesus to allow his betrayer to come right up on him, right up in his grill, to point him out, amongst all the other disciples, and to kiss him. And say, he's the one. He had to totally submit and be totally gracious to allow that to happen. And so I'm encouraging us tonight to, 
to graciously accept the kiss. You know that some people don't have your best interests at heart and they're not making any bones about it. No secret about it. The Bible tells us to turn the other cheek. Graciously accept the kiss. The one who you know who's jealous wants to destroy you if possible. And you knowing that you have all power to, to eliminate that threat. You could just take them stone cold out if you wanted to. That was the case with Jesus. He said, don't you know that I could call 12 legions of angels? It would only take one to take out a bunch of folks. He said, I could call 12 legions of angels, and a legion was about 6,000 people. So 72,000 he could have called upon. And not only Judas, but all of those soldiers would have just been gone in an instant. Look, go to John. Go to John. I want to just read that real quick. John chapter 18. You're a couple of books over. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Because I'm, because I'm telling you, he had the power to do it. Mm. Great power under control. That's what we need to have also. Empowered by the Holy Ghost and by the Holy Spirit, but be under control. John chapter 18, verses 3 through 6. Just a few verses. John 18, verse 3. Ready? Amen. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Hmm. Jesus, therefore knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, whom are you seeking? Who are you looking for? Verse 5, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with him. Just a second. Be careful who you're standing with. Be careful who you're rolling with. Be careful who you keep company with. So he, Judas was coming, come with the soldiers and those who had the, the, the torches and the weapons, and Judas stood with him. Next verse. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Who are you looking for? Jesus, I am he. He had the power. He could have just wiped them all out, not just knock them down on the ground. And again, he asked them, who are you looking for? Jesus, I told you I'm he. I told you I am he. He said again, whom are you looking for? Who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 8, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these others go their way. So Jesus had the power to take out all of the enemies, but yet he was gracious towards Judas and towards those soldiers. He graciously extended and accepted the kiss. I want us to walk graciously and lovingly towards everyone, even your enemy. To allow them into your close quarters, your personal space. Even if you know Taekwondo and 
you're, you know, you, you know, whatever that you could just take them out with just one punch to the wherever. And, and, and be done with them, allow them to experience the grace and the mercy and the goodness of God. That's how we want to live ourselves. That's how we want to represent Christ. To accept the kiss, to take the kiss. He could sense, feel, and touch him. Even the one who he had trained for three and a half years. And how about this? Jesus was in the garden praying and crying and bleeding drops of blood. And then here comes this. I've already got so much going on, I could really just take you out because I'm angry. But no, he was gracious and extended grace towards his betrayer. Even to the point where one of the folks with Jesus, Peter by name, pulled out his weapon, ah, and he cut off the, the, the high priest, uh, a servant of the high priest's ear, Malchus. And Jesus told him, put away. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. We have to be the ones to be gracious and loving and merciful but the same grace that has been extended to us let us extend that to others ah oh, but brother harold you don't know her she don't deserve it all she did her whole life and da 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 and, and all he's about is this and this and he's a be gracious be loving be forgiving be merciful does anybody i'm calling on you pastor bill the strong's concordance for grace, the Strong's Concordance, number 5485. Here's the Greek word is like um, charis, where we get like charity, right? And, 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 and the Bible talks about these three that remain and charity being the greatest one. So it's a, a derivative of that. And do you have it, Pastor? Not yet? Okay. And so look, um, you have it? Strong concordance? Okay, go ahead. It's number 5485. Read it loudly, real loud. Come on, I want that one again. The, the, the divine. Now, the divine influence of the heart. We want to have the graciousness of Christ, the divine being the divine influence of our heart. Not the flesh that wants to get a little bit of payback and get back. The divine influence of Christ in our heart. That's the grace that we want to extend to others. Whether you feel they deserve it or not. Because did we? What did we do? Right? We didn't do anything. It's not of works, lest anybody could boast about it, right? 
So it's not of works, it's a free gift. Graciously, he bestowed it upon us. And it says that we have grace for grace. We have grace to get more grace. It's a double scoop of grace to have more grace. And it means abounding grace, supernatural grace that we have. That's in John 1, 16. It's blessing upon blessing for the note takers. Blessing upon blessing is the New Living Testament. Amen. A superabundance of grace so that we can have grace. So Jesus, being gracious, humbled himself, allowed himself to be taken captive and go through all the things that he went through so that you and I could have salvation, so that you and I could have eternal life because of that grace that abounds towards us and his blood that covers us, that he became the propitiation, meaning the the substitutionary sacrifice for our lives all because of grace. And now we're not under the law, we're under grace. Does that mean we sin more? Oh, no! We want to all the more strive to live righteously and holy holy and with purity and integrity. 1 Peter 3.8. Still going to the right from where we were. Going way towards the back of the Bible. 1 Peter Chapter 3, verse 8. Right before 1 John. When you got it, say, I got it. Amen. Amen. Somebody give me a whoop. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm still turning myself, so no, 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 no pressure. Okay. I said, I, I might have said 8, but I meant 18. 1 Peter 3, 18. And this is what we strive to do as believers, as followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. It says, but grow in the grace, come on, the divine what of the heart? The divine like nature of the heart. That's how we want to grow in grace, divine uh, inspiration of the heart. We want to grow in that, come on, divine influence. Grow in the divine influence and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. So let's attempt to grow in grace every single day. And believe me, you're going to get opportunities. That person cuts you off. God bless you. Hey, (laughs) give them the correct finger. Come on. (laughs) You're going to have opportunities to grow in grace every day. That coworker that just seems to rub you the wrong way. Mm, Oh, my goodness. And she's talking out of both sides of her head or whoever. Man, baby, you burnt my biscuits again? Come on. Where's the grace? All you got to do is put it in the toaster and push the button down. Push the button down. With these waffles, I can make a flying saucer, a Frisbee. No. (laughs) Grow in grace, okay? Grow in grace. Of course, your children as well. Grow in grace. And especially as we come in here to the household of faith, grow in grace. Because we aren't all robots. And we may not get to hear our favorite song on Sunday. 
We may not get to hear our favorite preacher on Sunday or Wednesday. How come she's doing the solo again? But I practice it all week. And now on Sunday, here she comes or here he comes. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Well, how does the story end? How does the book end? Take me to Revelation chapter 21, verses 20. And you're still going to the right just a little bit from where you are in, uh, in 2 Peter. Revelation chapter 21, verses 20 and 21. How does the book end? The last two verses on the Bible. Revelation chapter 22. Hello. In verses. Yep. Sorry. Revelation 22 verses 20 and 21. Chapter 22. I'm sorry. Am I getting, throwing you guys some curves? I probably am. I do that. <laughs> Revelation. Here it is. Chapter 22. They got it right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. Are we all on the same track? Amen. Forgive me for my slip-ups. Verse 20. He who testifies to those things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. That's what it said. Even, to, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Verse 21. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in the grace. Can I get that one more time? The, uh, you, you, left, you turn from it. The grace. Now listen. The. Come on. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let's just read it with that in the place. The, the divine. Ooh. Can you see how rich that is? You see how rich that is? The divine influence of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the divine influence of the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let Christ and the grace of Christ be the divine influence in our hearts so that when we say something, because we know that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So let grace, let grace, grace rule in our hearts and in our lives so that now, of course, we're going to get grace, but let's Give grace, graciously, even willing to the point to accept the kiss from those that need extra grace, the ones that even try to hurt and to destroy us, because we know we have a protector and a provider for everything. He's not going to let any harm come to you, because the angel of the Lord encamps round about you, surely, surely, surely. Let's be gracious. Graciously accept the kiss. Amen? Amen. That's it. Let's pray. Well, no, let's come together. Any thoughts first? <laughs> Questions? Hang-ups, setbacks, frustrations. Come on. Okay. All right. Um, yes. <laughs>